Warning, the first 13 episodes of this podcast suck Merlin's left saggy nut. Please start your listening at episode 14, or at least the Christmas special, for adequate comedy content. Thank you for choosing the Hot and Pottered podcast, where the jokes are dad quality at best, the points don't matter, and we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Hello, and welcome to the Hot and Pottered podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jacon. And I'm Caitlin. And on this podcast, we read and talk about Harry Potter fan fiction that makes us all, dare we say, hot and potted. Disclaimer, we do not own Harry Potter. All rights reserved to J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers. We just doing this for fun. And hide your kids, hide your wives, because this shit's explicit. Ooh, so smutty. E-X-X-X-Blessed. Are you ready for this episode of Hot Potter? No, no, I'm not. I gotta Jacob? think of a question. I gotta think of a oh, question. Oh no, he doesn't have a question. Yeah. Ah, God, that must suck. You know, uh, if you guys want to help Jaycon out, you guys can send us your questions at oh hotandpotteredpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we have a Facebook page. You can find us at Hot and Pottered Podcast. Leave us a review on Facebook. We also have a Twitter at Hot Potter. Oh, fuck. <laughs> at hot and bothered you were like on a roll holy shit i know and then i fucked up there's another one ah ah yes we're on apple podcasts now on, on itunes so you guys can leave us a review there too give us five stars give us one it's yeah yeah one star's cool yeah that's cool that's better than none it. right yeah yep i mean maybe <laughs> hopefully we deserve more than one i don't know <laughs> I, would, I would think so the last the amount of editing I did in the last episode, I mean, oh, that yeah. was just... <laughs> I'll, I'll put a couple right here. I just want to show my, pr- my prowess. <laughs> editing prowess. Yeah. <laughs> All about the editing uh, I do. I don't have a question, though. You're going to have to cut so I can think. Uh. Nah. <laughs> so, so are you ready for this uh, thing we've been doing on the Hot and Potter podcast called Shag? Da, 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 da. Mary? Da, 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 da. Hex? Da, 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 da. Murder? <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, I'm getting, I'm liking it. You're, well, <laughs> you're getting more and more polished. Oh, thanks, contestant number one. Oh, uh, <laughs> welcome back to Shag Mary Hicks Murder. I'm your host, Caitlin. Uh, uh, today we have four very special witches and wizards for which we can choose to shag Mary Hicks or murder. <laughs> this is cringe <laughs> at its highest. <laughs> I will cut your mic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, we have new rules for Shag, Mary Hex, Murder. Uh, You have to describe how you would shag, uh, propose to Hex and Murder, that person you have chosen for those uh, wonderful tasks. It's uh, Shag, Harry, Shag, Mary. Shag, Harry? Shag, Harry. Well, how'd you vote, Jacon? Ooh. Now I I get it now. You just want to shake me. Down. Oh <laughs> my god. So are, are you ready, uh, contestant number Jacon, for uh, your four contestants? Please, uh, please. All right. So today on Shag Mary Hex Murder, we're gonna be doing the the Tri Wizard uh, Tournament round. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but not with Harry because we already we already murdered oh, him. I mean, it'd just be the same thing. We'd do stuff with the other people and just murder Harry. That'd be boring. So this right. time on Shag Mary Hicks Murder, it's uh, Cedric Diggory. Woo! Cho yeah. Chang. <laughs> Fleur Delacour. Why Cedric is Blair. Cho in this? And Victor Crumbs. I, I don't know where Cho? else to put her. Uh, because oh. she kind of goes with Cedric. 
Oh man, is this just gonna be us murdering Cho Chang? Uh, murdering Cho? I didn't know well, who else to put that's with my wife. Who, you got problems with, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Her hundred percent. Uh, Cho Chang's waifu. Um, we're we're shagging floor because that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, You're the proverbial Jenny Weasley. Yep, I will a hundred percent disappoint her. So you know that's fine. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, <laughs> she dated Roger Davies. It's gonna be a hell of a time for me, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and, You'll uh, just be brainwashed the entire time because she's part Vila. Then. What do we do? What do we do? Um, then we're hexing Cedric. Or no, no, no. We're murdering Cedric because he's going to die anyway. And then, and then just hexing Victor. Okay, so and how then, are you doing all of this? Start from Shag. Okay. Shag and floor. Oh, baby. Oh, come on. Um, I don't know. Like, how do, how do I even make that happen? <laughs> I don't know. How did Roger Davies get Floor into a bush to make out with her or do whatever they were doing in that bush. Whatever they were doing in that bush. That Snape blasted apart in his jealous rage. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Do you remember that? No. It's in the fourth book. So um, it's the Yule Ball. Because I think it's funny. It makes me giggle. Snape is talking to, I think, Igor Karkaroff about, um, or... Or Dumbledore. Oh, jeez. I can't remember. But he gets angry at whatever they're talking about. And he starts, like, blasting or just moving around the bushes. And all these kids, like, frazzled kids start coming out of the bushes. Like, I don't know, fixing their lipstick and all that stuff. Perfect. <laughs> I just thought it was great. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I just, like, just let her have my way with me, you know? My way with me. Let her have her way with me. Whatever you want. Flo. So all <laughs> this is all these women seducing you. What do you mean? Are you the? Because <laughs> like with McGonagall, you would just let McGonagall have her way with you. Oh, so yeah, be like, oh, I guess you could have sex with me. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like yeah. knocking down your door. Pretty much. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. How, did, how do you get sleep, Jacon? It's just, it's tough, you know. <laughs> I, I pretty much just fuck myself to sleep every night. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so how are you proposing to oh, Cho Chang? I'm Remember, she Cho will Chang. cry profusely. Yeah, I'm prepared for that. I'm bringing a box of tissues. 100. Oh my god. Um, That's so cute. <laughs> she's my waifu, though. So like, I'm. It's gonna be like. Super serious. Probably like take her on a hike or something, and, like propose in the middle of the woods. Like, woo. yeah. Show her the the Hollywood lights. Hollywood. So going, yeah, yeah. You're gonna take her on a hike, and you're gonna show her oh, uh, the Hollywood yeah. lights or or sure, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yep. That's totally what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm down. You're gonna that. take her on a hike, and so that she can see all of Hogwarts. There you go. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. That's cool. Maybe take take her on a hike on an invisible mountain outside of Hogwarts. Yes, I've conjured an invisible invisible mountain outside of Hogwarts that we climbed together. So it's like a magic carpet ride, but magic carpet for outlaws. So you guys are just going to be sitting on top of this invisible mountain and just watching people walk into it. (laughs) It's going to be really (laughs) funny. You guys are going to be like ah, (laughs) and like chiseling into the side of the mountain. How many people have walked into it? Pretty much, yeah. And then yeah, once no, you get to 69, you propose. <laughs> <laughs> it was always Cho's favorite number. Classic. Speaking of 69, I posted on our Facebook when we got to 69 likes. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. It's pretty funny. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. So we're, we're already in the 80s now. It's crazy. Right? Hey. You're right. Okay. Check us out on Facebook. Yeah. Review us. Tweet us, and we'll never tweet back because we don't know how that shit works. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, our Twitter is like a <laughs> like a wasteland. It's a wasteland. I don't know how to do the Twitter. I'm I'm an yeah. old lady. <laughs> Shoot us a message on Facebook and teach us how to do the Twitter. <laughs> help us, help you. 
<laughs> okay. Um, where are we at? I'm murdering Cedric. No, no, no! You totally skipped hexing Victor Crumb. Oh, hexing Victor Crumb. I'd probably hex him. Uh, to uh, so we, like hex his broom. Like fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Wait, well, professional wait, wait. Quidditch player like hexes broom. That's just that's just funny. So he's. Like, I heard to, like, I'm going off. to hex his broom to fuck him. That's what I heard. Oh Is that God. what you meant? That, that, uh, don't don't uh, no no. Oh, that would be like the. But yeah, I think hexing his broom would be funny. I don't know how the Daily Prophet would censor that. Shut up. <laughs> Okay, you'd hex you his fuck him over, <laughs> over his broom. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home. Dude, you are home. Damn it, she <laughs> caught me. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, now we're murdering Cedric. Oh. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, um. Oh come on, that poor guy. I mean, he's getting a vodka cadaver anyway, so we'll just, you know, speed up the process by, you know. We're presuming this is oh all like taking God. place in the fourth book, so he's not yeah, missing I out on much. So yeah, he's just dying. Oh, no, I probably don't feel bad about it. Like, all right, dude, like you're gonna he, die anyway. He, so. <laughs> he almost won. Cedric was gonna do things whoa, for us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The whole thing was fixed. You can't say. Oh yeah, for one. I, the whole last task was fixed. Uh, yeah, but Cedric would have got there first if it wasn't for the spider. No, no, no. See, you can't do it like that because fucking Victor Crumb's under the uh, Imperious curse. Is that the one? Oh, he would have gotten there faster if he hadn't have been. Yeah. Yeah. Like he—he's getting mind controlled the whole damn time. Like that is pretty bad. Yeah. So you're just gonna let him cadaver him earlier? Yeah, yeah. Like in the maze, just be like, "Hey, dude, you're dying anyway." You know, just like, how did you know that? You're not missing out on much, dude. Just another, like, oh my gosh. 30 minutes of life. No. Okay. I'm going to shag Cedric. Oh, geez. So yours is going to be completely different. Oh, yeah. yeah, all, yeah. all day long. We're going to be... It's one day... Well, you're like Hufflepuff buddies. So For like some you, reason, you we're in a every, lighthouse. I don't know sh- how. You shag Cedric, like, every night in the... Hufflepuff <laughs> circle jerk anyway. What? I don't know what you mean, sir. I mean, we did sit next to each other last time we watched Dirty Dancing oh, during the slumber party, but I mean, we like only held hands. But I would shag Cedric Diggory. Naked hands. You held naked hands. That's what the kids are calling it nowadays. <laughs> naked hands? That sounds terrifying like something i would find on creepypasta that sounds terrifying jacob and i don't even know why but no i would um i would worship his body for an entire night oh okay and then i'm gonna marry victor crumb he's just like a you're married what this is so I, different i like victor oh crumb gosh he's so you're killing my waifu i'm not sure yet Oh, dear God. I will decide afterwards, but right now I'm thinking about marrying Victor Crumb. I'd have to get rid of Hermione somehow. Or maybe oh, yeah. he'd just realize he doesn't have a chance because she's obviously in love with Ron. Well, no, she's obviously in love with Harry, but too scared of Harry, so she goes for, you know, second best. Because she doesn't think she's good enough, because she has this weird, like, complex in her head where she doesn't realize how smart or funny or pretty she is. <laughs> but eventually her and Harry will figure it out. Like we're reading about now. So I think Victor Crumb has a lot of parallels with um, my favorite character, Severus Snape. Oh, oh, so he's surly. He's described as being surly, um, oh. skinny. He has long, Blech. dark hair. He has Blech. a nose. Blech. He has a heavy brow. He's quiet, but polite. (laughs) He's not described as friendly at all. And he just kind of, like, observes Hermione until he's... I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just really cute that he spent all this time in the library. 
trying so to like stalker. so he's a stalker no he was trying to get up the courage oh, to talk to her yeah so but her. all the fangirls kept bothering him stalker oh my god okay yeah that's right anyway i'm marrying my stalker victor crumb how okay. do i propose oh boy i think we'd be on the derm ship under a bunch of furs, having just made passionate love the night before. Great, great. Yeah. And I'd be all like, Victor, I never want this to end. I don't know why all of my <laughs> proposal stories are always so dramatic, but... I never want this to end. I never want this to end. I want to be in your arms forever. Please, please shag me once more. And, and, <laughs> like and it's the last time that we'll ever shag, ever. And he was all like, oh, Caitlin. You're so no, beautiful. No, no, no. This is no. His answer is this. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. He just grunts <laughs> and continues fucking me. No. <laughs> and he would be like, "Then never let it end." I'd be like, "Oh, oh, Victor, will you be my wife?" <laughs> and he'd be like, <laughs> "Victor, will you be my waifu?" And he'd be all like, Nani? Nani? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with us? Oh, I don't know. I woke up from my nap. Pretty chaotic, I gotta say. Okay, whatever. Drinking some sake. Okay, that's how I proposed to Victor Crumb. Let's see. Who am I gonna... Alright, I'm hexing Cho Chang. I'm gonna hex Ooh. her so that this is really... This isn't nice at all. I am hexing her so that no matter how much she cries, no tears actually come out. Oh, God. She's <laughs> like, her like, face is just going to be really face. red. Oh, she's like, cry face, but no tears to like make people understand. She's just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> People are just like, what the fuck is wrong with her? And they can't see the tears, and they don't know. <laughs> oh, God, that's. They're like, oh my god, is she having an allergic reaction? Like, what do we do? Where's her EpiPen? And then me me as her husband will just have to be like, nope, she's crying. Sorry, she just can't actually show tears. It's okay. And then I'll get arrested for, like, abuse somehow from that situation because my wife can't cry. Ah, (sighs) yes, it's all an elaborate pen to get Jake on an Azkaban. <laughs> Damn. Uh, right. And then I would uh, confund Flor Delacour so that she would accidentally trip off a cliff. Well, you're still so you're murdering her. Yeah, Flor Delacour. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Cho Chang gets yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. the crying hex. Yeah, it wears yeah. off eventually. It's not going to be for her whole life. Oh, it'll just true. be a really weird for a little while. And then Flor Delacour, you know, after you've shagged her, I'm I'm gonna also blame this on you. So Oh thank you, thank you. You, you shagged least, her into oblivion. At least I get it in. Oh no, it, it was, no, it was confirmed that I did not. She shagged me into oblivion. Was... <laughs> yeah, uh, so that that rebound of um being shagged into oblivion confounded her. And then she accidentally fell off a cliff. I, I mean, I saw the whole thing with my own eyes. You're a savage. <laughs> You'll never that's, get away with this. That's that. So, uh, oh, anyway, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, gosh. That was a great episode of Shag Mary Hex Murder. Who's the winner? Who won? Um, Do I get a prize? Do I get a trip? Where am I going? Every. <laughs> You're going to the peaceful village of Hogsmeade, where you get a whole two-night stay at the Hogshead in Aberforth uh, Dumbledore's bed. Woo! Yeah, all expenses paid. Aberforth Dumbledore's bed. Woo! Yeah, it's totally a prize. Nailed it. I'm the winner. You will. You lost. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Should we have a faster question? Wait, what? Uh, I, don't, I think we're good. I don't think we need to do an outro song first. For uh, Shag, Mary Hex, Murder? What? How will people know when we've transitioned to jeez. Uh, random question of the week? Random question of the week.
What is your favorite fantasy series not Harry Potter? Oh, boy. I just came up with that on the spot. What's up? My favorite fantasy series is not Harry Potter. Probably Game of Thrones. I mean, I read all of the books, still waiting for the last two. I'm still... Uh, yeah, that's up there for me. I'm not going to lie. still salty about that. But that was like the the other major fantasy story that I was into. I mean, when I was a kid, it was... It's so good. Yeah, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, but that was mostly because my dad would watch those. So I would just end up watching whatever it was on TV. uh, Sci-fi, not fantasy. I mean, I'd consider it space fantasy. Well, isn't that sci-fi anyways, just space fantasy? Kind of. I don't know. But yeah, I'd have to say Game of Thrones. That's the one that I was really into. It's going to be hard for me not to say Game of Thrones, but like I don't want to. Why not? Like, I wish I could say something else, but, like, Lord of the Rings, like, yeah, it was, really, it was good, but, like, I never got into the books, unfortunately. Um, yeah, me either. Yeah. We're lame, huh? Yes. Us lame Hufflepuffs. Anyway, you're reading this, uh... You wanna, <laughs> you wanna rephrase that? <laughs> I don't know. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I am a god... Damn Griffin Claw. All I gotta say, all I gotta say, guys, oh. is he took that Potter nope. more, or nope. previously Potter more, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter test three times, and you got Hufflepuff three, three times. times. No, I did not. Mm-hmm. I got Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff. I got all three. And the questions yeah. and the questions that were the the questions that did come up that were identical, I answered them the same. All right, I gotta say, but uh, when the Sorting Hat can't decide, then I get to choose, and I'm fucking Griffin Claw. I'll be like, I, Griff, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, your choice, bud. Like, if you gotta choose one, choose one of those. But we're kicking Hufflepuff to the corner. That we ain't doing that shit. Uh, what did we ever do, I guys? Fucking, I ain't circle jerking every Wednesday. I ain't about that life. Whoa, well, Sorry. dude, you can opt out of that. What? I'm not gonna. If that's an option, like, I'm not gonna opt out. <laughs> like, gonna, I don't want to like. I also Did you don't imagine? In, right? You're so just sitting to... at the Hufflepuff house table the morning after, and everyone's just talking about the circle jerk. Like yeah, this is all that's... hypothetical, but everyone's talking about the circle jerk that happened the night before yeah. and how fucking awesome it was, and the fact that you opted yeah. out. Oh, like the eight weirdos that like didn't participate, and you're like, yeah, where the fuck <laughs> the was Jerry last night? What a fucking weirdo. <laughs> No, we'd be very respectful of the people who don't want to participate for various reasons. It's fine. We only want people who want to be there. You know what I'm saying? We want we want it to be a good time. <sighs> if these oh, things did happen. Confirmed. 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 Hufflepuff circle jerk sighting. Anyways, on to this week's episode of reading the next chapter. Of the <laughs> this fabulous story of back reading the next chapter. That's like, you know what? Fruity Rowing. We'll just scrap Hot and Pottered Podcast. That's fine. All rights reserved. No, okay. Read the next chapter. All rights reserved to J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers, bro. All women are women. I don't know why. He's <laughs> just dancing in the background. Uh, I was just reading the author's note real quick before we jumped into chapter seven. This is episode Ooh. eight? We're on episode yeah, eight? I can't believe it. Oh, we're oh, two away from plus ten. The this Halloween. is crazy. Plus the Halloween, you know. Hey, if you haven't listened to our Halloween special, uh, take a trip back to oh. memory lane and fucking skip that shit because it's fucked up. Anyway, <laughs> chapter seven. Oh, happy Halloweener. It was our happy Halloweener episode. That shit blew up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to take a nice drink. Am I squared? Is squeak squeaking? Does that show up all the time in the damn recording? Yes. yes. I don't know what you do when... Try to sit still. Maybe I should get some WD-40 <laughs> on that bitch. Goddamn microphone. <clears throat> and stop moving around so much, because I can hear, like... Your audio is so weird sometimes. I have to edit out so many, like, weird thumps and lumps. Oh, my God. Is that annoying for you? My apologies. Anyways, this time on Hot and Bothered Podcast, Chapter 7. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know who's speaking, so I'm just going to go for it. I have a few announcements before dinner commences. A loud voice swept over the great hall, effectively silencing any and all noises inside the grand room. First and foremost, I have been informed of instances of students being found in the Forbidden Forest, taking uh -oh. part in illicit behaviors. Before warning <laughs> that any students found in the Forbidden Forest at any okay. time unsupervised will face okay. a month's worth of detention as well as a deduction of 100 house points. Mm -hmm. With that said, I hope that all students will think before venturing into the Forbidden Forest. Mm -hmm. Though it may seem peaceful right now, there are still unknown <laughs> dangers that can be found in the forest. <laughs> Why is your accent all of a sudden Southern? All the dangers in the Forbidden Forest. Whoa, that wasn't Southern. <laughs> Trying to be illicit behaviors. Dude, please be uh, mechanical and please elaborate. Uh, yeah, I have. We still have no idea who's actually talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. 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 Now, on to more congenial news. I have spoken to Professor Potter, and we have come to a decision to resume the dueling club for students who are in their sixth or seventh year at Hogwarts. Miss Granger has also volunteered her time and efforts to help with this endeavor. Oh, oh my god, they're doing dueling club? It's not sex ed, bro. You get no cookie. <laughs> After last year, Professor Potter and I would have liked it if all students were able to participate. However, due to the lack of available supervisors at this time, we have decided to limit the club to the older students. The club will meet once a week on Thursdays after dinner. All 6th and 7th year students are welcome to join. However, students are required to sign up at your respective houses so the Professor Prosser and Miss Granger can plan for the first meeting accordingly. With that said, I will not interrupt your dinner any longer. With a slight nod of her head, the headmistress stepped down from the podium and returned to her seat. So it wasn't horrible. with a southern accent. Oh, fuck off. The chattering inside the Great Hall resumed as the evening announcements ended. The students partaking in that evening's dinner recommenced their respective discussions with the addition of a new topic, the dueling club. Oh, shit. Nobody's talking about the illicit behaviors going on in the Forbidden Forest. That's what I would be talking about. That is the main topic being talked about. We don't know where we're going for that private time. Oh, my God. H-X-H-X-H-H-X-H. Harry was startled awake and the sound of knocking at his door. He hadn't even realized that he had fallen asleep. He got up from his place in bed, though he couldn't quite recall how he got there, and made his way toward the door. He was expecting Hermione to discuss any final concerns about the dueling club, but he had figured she would let herself in because she knew his password. The thought that the first meeting for the dueling club was the next evening put Harry in a nauseous state. He still couldn't believe he had volunteered for such a venture. He opened the door to find a slightly frazzled Hermione. He faintly felt an increase of his heart rate at the sight before him. Hermione's okay. school robe was open, showing her slightly disheveled uniform. Her school pack haphazardly hung off her right shoulder, bulging due to the amount of books stuffed inside. Her hair was falling out here and there from the wonky knot that Hermione put in her hair into using her wand. It looked like she had been in a rush, and as she stood in front of Harry's door, barely managing the stack of books and parchment in her arms. It also seemed she had temporarily forgotten that she was a witch, given the fact that she was currently carrying the stack of books and parchment rather than having it float behind her using magic. Er. Harry seemed to be at a loss of what to do. His brain seemed to have short-circuited and had declared a war on him. At the precise moment, his brain seemed to deem it absolutely necessary that he remembered the countless dreams that he had all started out in a similar fashion. Oh, he, could feel, he could feel his nether regions twitch to life, which he duly tried to... I'm alive! As he helped Hermione. <laughs> I imagine like that scene in Mulan when Mushu the little dragon is oh comes back to, to life like after getting shot off of that firework and like through the air he's like I'm alive that that's what I imagined. Great. <laughs> he took the stack from Hermione's arms and directed her toward the coffee table near the fireplace. Sorry, I'm so late. Hermione started with a huff, forgoing any and all greetings and salutations. I was working on something and I lost track of time. I also had to stop by and meet Professor McGonagall on the way to get a list of students who are interested in the dueling club. It's the rolled up parchment on top, Hermione said as she took a seat in front of the fireplace. 
There are a total of 37 students who are interested in the club, which is a bit more than we had anticipated. Oh, wow. We should probably decide on how to divide the students into groups. Hermione rattled on about the dueling club as she began to look for something in her pack. Harry took a seat next to Hermione and tried to pay attention to everything Hermione was saying. However, all Harry could seem to focus on was that the perfectly plump lips that kept moving, seemingly calling out to him. Harry inconspicuously shook his head. He could feel himself harden at the sight of Hermione as she shed her school robes, no longer cold, sitting in front of a fire. He cursed himself as he tried to take control of his body, but it seemed like an impossibility when everything Hermione did looked so temptingly like seduction. My god, Harry, control your boner! Hadjibona, Harry! It's like knocking against the table. Hadjibona, Like Harry. under the table, just like... There it is. Yeah. Oh, oops. oops. <laughs> she sits oops. down and takes off her robe, and it's like... Oh, whoops. Sorry. <laughs> my body oh my is... Uh, that's that's not uh, what it looks like. That's uh, uh, Yes, come uh, in! <laughs> Uh, that's a, uh, put a sausage from breakfast in my pocket. Oh my god, it's for Ron for later, you know, he gets that's, hungry. That's what that is. Yeah. Oh, Ron isn't there. Oh man. Gonna, oh, it's, it's, Awkward. I'm gonna give it to Hedwig later. Uh. Hedwig's yeah. dead? It's a sausage for Hed, uh, my replacement Hedwig. <laughs> I got a new Hedwig. <laughs> my replacement Hedwig. Uh, 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 Wighead. Uh, Hedwig Jr. Yes, yes, yes. Wighead. Winghead, my replacement for Hedwig. I got her last night. Yes, yes. This is, I have a sausage in my pocket. I like. To, for... <laughs> oh my god, this is so awful. <laughs> At this point, Hermione would just be like, "Harry, shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I think Harry knows better. That's why he's actually not talking. He's just like awkwardly like crossing his legs and like, oh yeah, uh huh, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, she probably already knows it's happening. Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, she's obviously, like, she's dealing with her own WAP issues. <laughs> Professor McGonagall was kind enough to give me some information about each student that has signed up. The list has their names, but also their end-of-year marks, as well as some general concerns they had expressed to their head of house during their fifth-year career meeting. Harry, are you even paying attention? Hermione asked, slightly no. exasperated by Harry's oddly dazed look. <laughs> Absolutely uh, uh, not. Yeah, students uh, in groups of Gryffindor, Harry mumbled out, still on his days, taking note of how cute oh Hermione looked God. when she was about to scold him. Harry, why are you... What's... <laughs> Harry felt Hermione's soft lips against his own. At first, <laughs> they were stiff and unyielding, but soon enough, they became quite compliant as they fought against his own. He swept his tongue out against Hermione's lips, trying to make its way inside. As their kiss deepened, Harry pulled Hermione's body closer. He wanted to feel her soft, supple body against his hard one. He kept pulling her until she was finally situated on his lap. He felt his semi-hard cock twitch once more in the confines of the clothes covering him. When he felt Hermione's leg rub against his crotch, he couldn't help but moan into Hermione's mouth. He wished he could just magic away all of the clothes and finally be able to feel Hermione's soft skin against himself without any barriers. But he knew somewhere in the dark recesses of his sex-addled mind that would be moving too fast. Oh, Harry, man. Harry pulled away slightly at the lack of the air, but kept Hermione close as he placed baby kisses all along her face and neck. He hastily oh. registered that Hermione was responding to him quite enthusiastically. She pulled at his hair and guided his lips back to her own as she proceeded to deepen the kiss. Harry opened his mouth, welcoming the feel of Hermione's tongue against his own. His adventurous hands, which were resting on Hermione's hip after he had pulled her close, made their way up and down Hermione's body, trying to outline each and every curve. His left hand felt the heavy weight of Hermione's right breast as he gave it a light squeeze. He cursed the invention of all brassiers as well as sweater vests. Pretty and sure this is the second time he's cursed the invention of brassiers. I just want to put that out there. Harry fucking hates, hates bras, them. all right? Hates and them. the dude who made them. It wasn't. Is brassiers not a woman invention? Nope, it's not. Invention of the patriarchy. Trying to keep our chest balls contained. All right, yeah, I didn't know where to go with that, so I didn't. Harry's just there, and he he uh, steals Hermione's time turner, goes back to the seventies just to burn all of the bras. Just all of them. All of them. I feel like they've been around like way longer than that, though. 
Oh yeah, there was like chest coverings and stuff like that, but like the yeah, what we know steps. to be the bra mm-hmm. was invented by a dude. I see. Yeah, like Playtex. Playtex right, bras. So, uh... Ooh, it's editing Caitlin again. So I was wrong about the inventor of the bra. Well, the guy who invented the Playtex bra was a dude. He did invent the Playtex bra, but the inventor of the modern bra which is apparently contested between, you know, whether it was a French person or this other girl. So it was either, now this is funny, it was either Herminie Cadolle of France or Caress Crosby. Editing Caitlin, out. While everybody's getting their boners back in order, we'll continue. The, yeah, well. That <laughs> uh, was a boner break. Well, you've got yours under control. I've got oh, mine. Uh, yeah, I've got mine in my hand right now. Locked and loaded at this point. Locked and loaded. He cursed the invention of Aubrey's ears as well as sweater vests as he couldn't quite get the feel of her nipple through the layers of cloth. Nope. Oh, and, uh, yep, back. Not under control. Well. While he left his left hand fought a losing battle against cotton and wool, his right hand went in search of bare skin. His right hand traveled down past her hips until finally he felt the pleated wool skirt. Slowly, so as not to startle Hermione, his hands crept lower and lower in hopes to finally feel the texture of silky smooth skin. To his utter disappointment, instead of skin, he came upon Hermione's knee socks. Frustrated at the turn of events, his right hand slowly made its way back up, pushing Hermione's skirt up and out of his way. He moaned at the feel of the warm, soft skin under his fingertips. His left hand gave up trying to feel out her nipples and <clears throat> nipples. <clears throat> nipples. Nipples. <clears throat> that like his, snuffles. His oh, his gave up trying to feel. Oh my out god! Her Do we need to take nipples. a masturbation break already? And joined its brother in the feeling the soft skin of Hermione's thigh. Jacon just can't Ooh. stop thinking about the soft feeling of Hermione's thigh. Oh. <sighs> His hands came up upon Hermione's fleshy arse. I don't know if I'd describe it like that, but all right. All right. Well, butter gone. <sighs> and fleshy. She's got a badonk donk. She's got a fleshy arse. That's I'd even accept is. plushy. That's a good one there. What about like plush arse? I okay. I would prefer plush. plush. I don't know how I feel about fleshy. Plushy, fleshy is just kind of fleshy. Yeah, it's just like a bit wrinkled. Yeah, I don't there. like the word flesh. Fleshy. That's just a personal opinion, though. Fleshy. Yeah. Yeah. That was my boner. And he couldn't help but give it a light squeeze. Hermione startled by the action and voluntarily squirmed on Harry's lap and let out an audible gasp. Harry moaned once more at the feel of Hermione rubbing against his hard shaft before rousing. He was moving too fast. Hermione's gas seemed to have woken him up, and his hands detached from Hermione's arse as if it had got caught on fire. He wanted to reassure Hermione that he wasn't necessarily in any kind of rush to do it with her, though he'd be totally fine with doing it if she was. (laughs) However, too afraid of what expression he would see on Hermione's face, he kept his eyes shut tightly and his head down in a show of guilt. He could feel his erection soften slightly at the idea that he might have hurt or scared. Oh. He's like, I, I really want to, but not if you don't want to. But, uh, but I like, mean, I if will, you but want like, to. But, like, if you do, but then, like, I, I get it. And then, like, I'm like, I don't want to, like, put, but then, like, you know, I want to, like. But, know, like, that fleshy like, arse. Uh, just, then, uh, I just want to. Mm, okay. <laughs> His eyes flew open in surprise and pleasure when he felt Hermione squirm on his lap once more. He couldn't hold in his groan at the utter pleasure he felt by Hermione's actions. Harry wasn't too sure due to the blasted layers of fabric between them, but he was almost positive that she had rubbed her center against his erection. He studied Hermione's face. She had a look of concentration and confusion at the new sensation, but even Harry's muddled mind couldn't decipher that she too was feeling pleasure. Oh boy. Against her cotton knickers. What? Harry's right hand pulled. <laughs> <laughs> Still not wearing her fucking ratty G strings, I see. Uh, Harry's Jenny right hand. is somewhere in the castle, just fucking pissed off. Oh, yeah, she knows. She knows. She's like, Hermione, I smell your white cotton from here. <laughs> Jenny Weasley, the, the Weasley that has the strongest sense of smell. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. 
She can smell her white cotton. Oh my god, I don't even want to think about that. That's nasty. Just keep reading, smut peasant. <laughs> Harry's right hand pulled Hermione's head forward so that he could kiss her again. The kiss was tentative and sweet, but quickly turned passionate. Hermione was overwhelming Harry's senses. He couldn't help but get drunk on the feel and taste of her. He lost himself to his senses at the sheer carnality of having Hermione so close. Ooh. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Jacon, you feeling hot and potted, Jacon? I'll, I'll read that sentence again. That was a good one. He lost himself to his senses and the sheer carnality of having Hermione so close. Guys, I think Jacon's all hot and potted. <laughs> You sound like fucking Hannibal Lecter. Harry wasn't sure what to make of the situation. He was incredibly turned on. If he could string two thoughts together, he would have recognized the oncoming warning signs he was oh, no. too close. Oh, no. Shudder and exaggerated pant, Harry was gone. Harry's <laughs> eyes opened wide in horror. He could feel this sticky liquid squishing about in his underpants. Oh, no. He was just glad that there was no visible wet spot yet. Harry noticed that Hermione had stopped moving and had a look of concern on her face. He knew his face was probably flushed due to their activities, but he felt it heat up further in embarrassment. I, uh, let me go change, Harry said with a bubble whisper. To embarrass to look directly at Hermione. He quickly transferred Hermione from his lap to her original spot on the floor and made his way into his bathroom. Stopping only grew to grab a pair of pants and underwear from his drawer. On oh, Harry's worst nightmare. I oh, give me. Oh, please. Well, that's what happened with me and Floor the first time, too. HXH. 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 When Hermione returned to the main room, he tried to act as normal as possible. <laughs> Thankfully, Hermione, who seemed to have caught on quite quickly, also acted as if nothing out of the ordinary had happened. <laughs> Would you like some tea? Harry asked. <laughs> he busy himself in his small kitchenette, trying to ignore the beautifully flushed face sitting in front of his fireplace. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Hermione replied, her head looking down at the parchment in front of her. Harry heard Hermione take a deep breath before he began to speak again. Though it was quite stupid, he felt his manly pride swell at the idea that Hermione had also been affected by their little trice. Well, I, I think we should try to divide up the students by their respective sizes and um, by how well they performed on their exams, Hermione said. Is Hermione's voice cracking like a prepubescent boy? Oh my god. I'm having it. I can't. They just like went total teenager and dry humped each other. Yeah. Just his pants. Yeah. It was like, oh, god. oh, sorry, Hermione, I gotta go change my pants. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh my god. Hermione's like, um, Harry, can I have a tissue? Um, uh, uh, w would you like some, some tea? Um... <laughs> she sits down and it's just like squish. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, they're so nasty. Well, um, looks like they've taken a masturbation break. Yeah, wow. No wow. no no masturbation break needed when you um when you when you drive the hump to to I mean the fulfillment there. Uh-huh. Good job. Harry, you got I it mean, in. Something is kind of just like masturbating each other. I think I just punched the mic. Sorry. I just punched my mic. Punched mine in response. I don't think mine was even audible, but here, no, let me try. Did you yeah, hear it? Audible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just making sure. You hear me punch that mic. I'm, I'm flicking the bean. Oh my god. God, read me the smut, smut peasant. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Er, yeah, uh, you said there were uh, uh, how many students? <laughs> Harry silently berated himself for not paying attention to Hermione earlier. 37, which means I'll probably have to pair up with one of the remaining students, Hermione answered. That is, unless I can manage to get Ginny or Luna to come and help, she added. Oh, are, they're not signed up yet? Harry asked in surprise. He had actually assumed most of the students participating would be old DA members. Harry, how I can see how that. many of the students were not part of the DA? Harry asked. 29 of them. The actual number of students participating was at 29, but Professor McGonagall informed me that all the students interested were students no longer taking defense. 
They either didn't qualify to the due to their OWL score or they had no interest oh. in the subject and had foregone taking any more classes. I figured you would feel more comfortable if you saw some familiar faces, so I recruited eight DA members. I was hoping to get Jenny or Luna to help, but I don't know if that'll work out, Hermione said pensively. I suppose we could but, just group them into threes and have one of the DA members act as a group leader. It would probably just help ask Luna. So that they can practice among themselves on our off days, Harry pondered out loud. I was afraid we may, might have to take that route. I was hoping to keep one or both of us available so that we could keep a better watch on all the students, rather than be preoccupied with progress of our own group or something of that nature, Hermione worried. There's a typo, and Hermione has two eyes there. Hermione. Hermione. Worried. It'll be okay. I'm sure in a week or two, we could bump up one or two of the new members as a group leader, Harry said. That's how we did it, the DA too, and it had worked perfectly fine. And not to mention, it wasn't a Hogwarts professor at the time, Harry added. Uh, Harry's smile turned mischievous as he continued. I, as the great Harry Potter, will offer to take on the delinquents, so to speak, the ones that need a bit more help. I'm sure they wouldn't object to the all-powerful Harry Potter as their group leader. Harry joked as his turn turned haughty, and he puffed up his chest and placed both his hands on his hips. Hermione gave her a mock look of disgust before she gave him to Harry's smile and responded in kind. Oh, of course, I'm sure we can find some twittering girls who would absolutely just die from excitement at the thought of being partnered up with you, Hermione said. She let loose a loud guffaw at Harry's look of horror. Harry smiled as he noticed that the tension and awkwardness from earlier had eased away as they relaxed into the conversation. He silently thanked all the bad luck he had up to this very moment because surely the happiness he was feeling now was life's way of making up for a lot of the bad things that had happened to him. They spent the next couple of hours planning and grouping the students based on the information Professor McGonagall had provided to them. <laughs> Wait, what? So this is this moment of them uh, not being awkward after uh, he jizzes his pants, makes up for his parents getting murdered? I don't think so, Harry. No, that was still, like, just the happiness, right? The happiness. Oh, okay. <laughs> the like, happiness. Like, I thought oh, that was a fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up a little. Harry's feeling happy again after all he's been through. Oh, oh my goodness. I can't cry again. I just oh. stopped crying. I mean, for other reasons, but. Oh. Yeah, oh. That, was a good, that was a good little paragraph. I, I like it, too. HXH. HXH. Oh, boy. Or, uh, hello, everyone. As you all know, I'm Herr, uh, Professor Potter, and next to me is Miss Hermione Granger. Harry started awkwardly. We'll be acting supervisors of this club, and we hope that with time you all will feel comfortable with us to ask any questions on advice on how to defend yourselves in any situation calls for it. Uh, Harry's train of thought was interrupted by a rude snort from the right side of the room, which he duly ignored. For the most part, I am planning on going over basic spells and charms that have proved quite useful during my year off from Hogwarts. Here, another rude scoffing noise could be heard from the general direction of the first. Harry chose to ignore the sounds once more, hoping whoever it would would just leave rather than waste everyone's time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if you guys were expecting some new and difficult spells, but really, when you are faced with death, the things that come to mind aren't the complex spells that have a 30% chance of going off without a hitch. It's the more basic ones. The one you are 100% sure you can do and be just as effective. If My favorite spell, Expelliarmus. If you feel this is not what you signed up for, Harry made sure to look in the general direction of where the scoffing was coming from. By all means, you can leave it anytime. However... If you feel you can use some practice or otherwise learn how to think defensively and quickly, I hope this club will help you as much as it helped my friends and I. Harry finished his speech. He turned to Hermione, silently asking if she had anything to add. Hermione discreetly shook her head to indicate she did not. Well then, let's begin, Harry said. We're going to divide you guys up into groups. There are some students who are part of the DA here to help. So if possible, we're going to group you guys so new students will have at least one experienced member, Harry instructed. We've taken the liberty to pair all of you based on the information we received from Professor McGonagall, Harry announced, and then he proceeded to call out each group, coupling them with a seasoned member of the DA, HXH, HXH. Oh boy. Well, given that most of you are no longer taking defense against the dark odds, I wanted to start slow today by going over a simple disarming charm before calling it a night. Harry called over the low chattering. Uh, this is the only spell I know, and um, <laughs> it is 
proved to me to be the one that has saved my life the most. Because it's the most <sighs> Oh my gosh. Harry looked to Hermione, who had been on the other side of the classroom they were using. Hermione began to walk toward him so that she could they could do a simple demonstration before having the students try on their own. Harry thought back to the first dueling club he had been part of. He remembered how Lockhart had been thrown through the wall with a disarming drawn by Snape. He smiled at the memory, but a slight pang flickered somewhere within him. Okay, can we just can we just talk about this for a moment of how fucking badass that was when Snape expelliarmus Lockhart uh, Lockhart 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 <laughs> that Lockhart no. Uh, he expelliarmus Lockhart across the fucking great hall. All right? Do you know what expelliarmus is supposed to do? What it's supposed to do? For your wand. Yeah, it's just supposed to knock your wand out of your hand and, like, cast it ten feet away. Just your wand. Snape is so fucking powerful that he blasts the guy across the goddamn room. Lockhart is such a lame ass. I mean, that's a really powerful expelliarmus that he cast. Yeah, sure. Oh, don't... Man, Snape's It was the all his built-up... Snape's the greatest. ...sexual frustration for wanting to bang Lockhart. So, yeah, see? I it's fucking a, told you, J-Con! It's a different... That's a different fan fiction. Blasted him against that wall, and then he just... He... Stay there! Put his, his knee in between Lockhart's legs. I'm coming and, for you... Massaged his skinny quad against Lockhart's. Okay, all right, let's let's engorged let's, member. We, oh, jeez. Oh uh, yeah. Well, okay. He felt the comforting caress of someone's hand on his face. He looked up oh, yeah. to find Hermione standing in front of him. He looked into her eyes, and sure enough, she seemed to know what was on his mind. He leaned into the warm hand, feeling the warmth of being alive, feeling the comfort of knowing his sacrifice had not been for nothing. They were wrapped up in their own world when suddenly, Harry felt his legs give out as he fell to the floor. He watched as his legs moved in a way he was not unfamiliar with. He looked up to Hermione, silently asking for help. Though she said the counter curse and undid the effects of the jelly leg curse, though, Harry already knew his legs would remain wobbly for a few minutes before the effects fully wore off. Sorry, seems like I got caught up in my own thoughts for a minute. I promise not to neglect you anymore, so no more pranks. Harry said with an easy smile. Hermione helped him stand and find his way to a nearby chair. Hermione's eyes conveyed her concern, but Harry made sure to reassure her that he was fine. I'm pretty sure you got caught up in Hermione's eyes, someone called out from the back. Harry recognized Dennis Creevy's voice right away. Though the club had been for six and seven years, they had made an exception with a couple of students who had experience with the DA, like Dennis. Oh, stuff it. It was romantic. A ginger-haired six-year-old girl in Dennis's group said loudly. Her voice had stayed oddly dreamy despite its loudness. The wife, for one, didn't appreciate the googly eyes he was making with her. Jimmy Peaks called out. Harry recognized him as one of his former beaters, as well as one of the, yep. fi- the younger students who had been a part of the DA, but not allowed to fight during the final battle. Harry laughed out at the light teasing. Easily coming to the conclusion, it had been one of the former DA members who had decided watching Hermione and himself make so-called googly eyes at each other was too much. <laughs> Harry made a rude gesture with his hand at both Jimmy and Dennis, temporarily forgetting he was a professor. <laughs> which Hermione putted at him with a reprimanded look. Though, in all honesty, it seemed he was she was enjoying herself, too. Oh, jeez. In the corner of his eye, he caught sight of Nathaniel Kinlan. He had a dark look about him, which Harry immaturely took immense pleasure in. <laughs> That's right, she's mine, he thought briefly. Oh, jeez. Which he was glad he had not said it out loud, lest he wanted to make the wrath of Hermione for objectifying her. All right, well, all joking yeah. aside, my legs are no longer wobbly, so let's begin, Harry called out over the raucous students. He stood up after distancing himself from her- distancing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like social distancing. Wow. He stood up and, after dis- distancing himself from Hermione, nodded his head that he was ready. He took a defensive stance as Hermione took the offensive. Expelliarmus, Hermione called out. He could have easily blocked the spell, but it was a demonstration. He let the spell hit. He watched as the wand flew out of his hand and land a few meters away. Hermione then levitated the wand and had it float back to its owner. Thanks, Hermione, he said. Hermione smiled brightly back at Harry. Harry then turned towards the students and began to describe the hand movements as well as the proper enunciation for the charm. This time, Harry saw, rather than hear, Nathaniel Kinlan snuff him. Were you going to say snuff himself? 
Yeah, well, I don't know what was snuff him. What would that even be? Or maybe like snub him? I, I don't know. This time Harry saw, rather than hear, Nathaniel Kenlin snuff him. He was vaguely reminded of the git Zachariah Smith. He ignored Nathaniel, likening his behavior to a jealous boy who refused to acknowledge the relationship Harry had with Hermione. <laughs> Harry was sure Nathaniel was probably one of those people who believed he had poisoned Hermione with a love potion. Okay, Before so then, snuff means to draw air into the nostrils by inhaling. Yeah, like, oh. Yeah, but with his nose. Okay, yeah. all right, sorry, go ahead. Well then, if no one has any other questions for myself or her, I mean, Miss Granger, then have your group leader show you another demonstration before trying it out yourselves. Harry then turned toward his own group and demonstrated the charm once more before having each of them try it on him. Two of the three students showed promise when he felt the wand in his hand start to shake a bit before it stopped. Oh, he yeah. figured that this particular group would need a bit of attention given all three had gotten a <laughs> troll on their owls. Though it would take some time, he believed his group of students would be able to do it, given that they all excelled in their other subjects. Though the classes they excelled at were the more abstract and theoretical subjects, such as arithmetic and ancient runes. He took a quick gander about the room as he spotted a couple of the more advanced students complete the spell without a hitch. He gave another demonstration before getting into position in front of a blonde, mousy-looking six-year Hufflepuff student. She was quite shy and seemed to have a hard time speaking clearly due to nervousness. She had been the student who had been unable to make anything happen. It's important to speak as clearly and as loudly as possible in order to make the spell work. Though there are skilled witches and wizards who are able to complete the charm non-verbally, as beginners, we must enunciate in order to make sure the spell works. Harry coached the students. All right, now once at the ready, and once you're ready, let me have it. Before the girl could do anything, Harry felt the approach of something dark. Maybe it had been all the time on the run or just something he had developed by fighting Voldemort for so many years. But before the curse could hit him, the words constant vigilance rang in his head. He quickly <laughs> turned on the spot and shouted, Protego Horribless. And in a flash, the curse directed at him was redirected by his wand and hit the far end of the wall. What? So somebody just tried to curse Harry. Okay. Yeah. My gosh. Do you think it was Nathaniel Kinlan? Possibly. Just, oh my god, alright. Okay. Harry was unsure of who or where the curse had come from. The spell had been a small streak of a purple flame, not unlike the curse Dolohov had used on Hermione and himself, but definitively weaker in its appearance and strength. Harry could only assume that Caster was untrained in the dark arts, and so could not produce the spell to its full potential. He was just glad he had been able to deflect the spell. Wow. Harry saw Hermione run up to him as he stood still, almost like he was stuck in a trance. He saw her lips moving, but all he could think about was how he had almost lost her that night at the Ministry of Magic, and all the subsequent times he had almost lost her too. Without warning, his arms wrapped around Hermione and pulled her into a fierce hug. It was as if the reality of everything that had happened up to that point came crashing down on Harry. He wasn't sure he would be able to let her go, so afraid she would disappear like so many of the other friends and family he had lost over the years. Wasn't it over? Wasn't that the reason they had all fought so hard? When would he be allowed to relax and feel that he, she was finally safe from arm's way? When he finally came to, he noticed they were alone in the classroom. He pulled away from Hermione and looked into her eyes. Her eyes conveyed the concern that she had for him. But the only thoughts in his mind were whether she was okay. I'm okay. I wasn't even near you when that curse was directed at you, Hermione consoled. Harry, ah. Oh, Hermione consoled Harry. How are you? Are you okay? Hermione asked. I, I, Harry started, but was interrupted by someone calling their names. Harry, Hermione, we heard what happened, Ginny said as she rushed into the room with her wand out. Luna was not far behind as they entered the room. Dennis Creevy and Jimmy Peaks were with them too. I was told about what happened, Dennis explained. I, I figured it would help if we had more people trying to figure out what had happened, he said with a shrug. Thanks, Dennis, but I think we should wait until tomorrow. Could you guys just find Professor McGonagall and inform her of what had happened? I want to take Harry back to his room, Hermione said. Yeah, we'll go speak to her, and, and you get some rest with Harry. Uh, 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 oh, uh, oh. Uh, some rest. I see what you're doing, Ginevra. I see what you're doing, Ginevra. Yeah, Hermione said. Uh-huh. Uh, wink. Oh, oh, oh. HXH, HXH. Matchmaker Ginny. Harry was led by Hermione toward his room. His mind remained blank even after he was seated on the couch in his sitting room. Harry, are, are you, how, how are you feeling? Hermione asked, concern blatant in her voice. 
Uh, I'm all right, I guess. I, I was just surprised by it all. I, I mean, I thought with Voldemort gone, I wouldn't have to worry about your life being in danger anymore. But with this, I'm I'm, I'm afraid I'll lose you and I w- wouldn't know what to do, Harry said as he looked up into Hermione's eyes. His voice sounded desperate even to him. Hermione sat next to Harry on the couch and gave him a hug. It wasn't even directed at me, Hermione consoled him. And I don't see what you're so worried about with you did such a great job of deflecting the curse, Hermione said as her voice lightened slightly. Hermione made a move to get up, but Harry grabbed onto her arm. He looked at her in desperation, unwilling to let her go. Can you, that is, um, stay? Harry asked, not really knowing how to make the request. Of course, Hermione said comfortingly. She gently took a hold of Harry's hand that was still wrapped around her arm. She helped Harry stand as she led him to his bed. She helped him out of his robe as well as the button-up shirt underneath. She then took his glasses off as she guided him to lay down on the bed. Hermione shed her own robes and then climbed onto the bed and laid down next to Harry. Harry let the tiredness of his body take over as he fell into a fitful sleep. It was only when he felt the presence of Hermione in his arms that he could calm down. HXH. Oh H-X-H. my god. That is uh, so cute. I, I love, love this so much. Ooh. That was awesome. They're going to have like awesome sex in the next <laughs> chapter. Well, at least you're reading it. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad. I'm excited. I'm going to get all. Hot and powdered. Yeah, and I'm just going to make fun of you the entire time. You're just going to interrupt me over and over and over again. Relentlessly. When I have to read awkward sentences about weeping members and glistening lips. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm the one that had to read that shit at the beginning. And tongue fucking. Mm, I'm surprised Hermione didn't fuck Harry's mouth with her tongue this time. Yeah, that's true. There was very way less tongue fucking mouth. Mouth and tongue fucking. I don't know. All right, they- my, All right, we're taking bets. Who's going down on who first? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm going with Harry. I think Harry's going to go down on Hermione first. Because wasn't that his first? Um, that was his first dream about like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Him yeah, pushing probably. aside her knickers and like yeah, using yeah. his mouth and his two middle fingers. Remember that. I remember that. I remember all of that. Oh my god, that was horrendous. I don't know if I can leave that in the podcast. That was so bad. That was awful. What the fuck is wrong with you, Jaycon? That's it. You don't win that two-night stay at the hog's head with Aberforth Dumbledore in his twin-size bed. That's it. I'm revoking that win. You don't get any of that. I got any it. Of- <laughs> I got it. Oh my god. I just imagine you with Aberforth Dumbledore. There's just way too much beard happening. I gotta say. There's just there's too much beard. That's a lot of beard. That's a lot that? of beard. What do you that's- do with that much beard? God, that's so much beard. I mean, the fan art I showed you on the last weekend <laughs> when we went on that hike. <laughs> Dumbledore tucks it into his pajama bottoms. I'm going to have to find the artist for that and and link that or post it on on Facebook or Twitter or something because it's really funny art. Good one. Yeah, it is really well done. It's like if there was a fire drill during the middle of the night at Hogwarts and like all the teachers are just lined up, like what would they look like? And it's a NSFW and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's like Professor McGonagall in like this full dominatrix outfit and (laughs) Flitwick like in this little like. His sub outfit with um, his. Gag in his mouth. Yeah, the gag in his mouth. And Snape is judging all of them. Hooch has no clothes on because she sleeps naked. Almost naked. Trelawney? No, oh, no, Hooch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she sleeps almost naked. I'm surprised Trelawney doesn't sleep naked, but I mean, she has so many scarves. She has to, you know, utilize all of them at some point. So what do we call, what, what do we call last episode? Um, what did we call last? <laughs> That's a good question, Jake. I know you just, uh, I think it's Harry. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. I'm thinking of like, because we record one before. So last. Yeah. Last episode was Expecto Penetratum. Expecto Penetratum. Yeah. I, can't I forgot that. I can't believe I forgot that. What's so, so good. 
Oh my gosh. You know how I said constant vigilance last episode? And then it, yeah. it was in this fucking chapter. Constant you know vigilance. Okay, that's it. That's the title of this episode is constant vigilance. I'm okay with that. All right. Well, that's what we're going to do. Get, you know, he forgot. Ooh, he should have been expecto and penetration. We could also talk about, do like something, a play on words with Harry's uh, little... Uh... Oh, him jizzing in his pants? Uh-huh. Harry gets there. You know, because he's always so close. Oh, yeah. Is this the first time he's actually... Uh, yeah. Uh, like, when she's there, well, besides, yeah. Besides, like, wanking himself, huh? Yes. Besides wanking himself. This is the... F- this is the first time Harry's gotten there. Oh yeah. Harry's final battle. <laughs> Harry's battle. It's the final countdown. Demonetized. I know, right? I did keep in some of the our KDA song last time, but hopefully oh, not right. enough to That's funny. Just just a wee bit. We might be we might jam out before each session to kinda of get in. Maybe. 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 Maybe not. Listen to a little KDA. Uh, a little uh, more. Some uh, baddest pop stars. Ooh, ooh, we listen to some some Jesse. That's what I want to listen to after this, actually. All right, well. Uh, well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Hot and Potter Podcast. Yeah, all 11 of you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, Rate, review time. us. Rate and review on whatever uh, it's Facebook and uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, whatever podcast uh, listening yeah. uh, platform that you use. Draw five stars on a piece of paper, put it in a bottle, throw it in the ocean. Yeah, that yeah, works. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah, just please hot, don't litter. Just H and P P. That's pollution. Don't do that. Five stars, letter, bottle, ocean. And then you also have to draw a dick. At least. Otherwise, they won't know it's for no, us. No, no, no. Think I it's the pottery yeah, yeah. You should actually yeah. probably do dicks instead of stars, just to make it clear. Yeah, we would like five five engorged dicks. members, please. Five. five if and yeah. if you're if you're really enthused, make them weeping. <laughs> oh shit! That's like on Candy Crush when you get like the sugar crystal stars. You go from <laughs> engorged member to a weeping member. Ooh. So sweet. My God. <laughs> Candy Crush. Holy shit balls. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Honey Dukes. Honey Dukes. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> maybe it was... Well, because I was talking about Candy Crush. I don't know. Maybe it's a wizarding it's... sweet. It's just wizard. Get your candy crush at Honey Dukes today. This just unraveled. <laughs> this was never a ball of yarn. This was never a sweater to unravel. Uh, no. We've always just been a pile of yarn tangled into a horrendous ball. And that's uh, our 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 first like hot and pottered podcast. Like Patreon is just going to be like hot and pottered, <laughs> unhinged, unhinged, unraveled. Unadultered. (laughs) Uncensored. (laughs) Yeah, like we censor ourselves already. (laughs) Holy shit balls.